0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 211. We're going to continue our tour around the softball positions and talk about center field today. But before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech And as always, please take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save that 20% and help support the podcast at the same time. Also, let's look at becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. It's a great way for you to help keep the podcast alive. We're talking about 5 10 or $20 a month. You go to the website and click on the registration button. It's going to take you through the steps, and we would love to add a few more people. The patrons that have been with us for a long time have kept this podcast alive. They've done a great job. Supporting us, but we definitely need more people to come on board. So if you can and you see value in what we're doing, go to slash everything fast pitch. So, Don, we're just about done with the positions on the field. We're talking about center field today.
1: Center field is a great position. And, you know, a lot of times when we talk about playing in the outfield, you know, for our students, it's uh, exciting to me because we need three of them. Yeah. Right. We only need one third baseman, one shortstop, and so forth. But, being an outfielder, and and especially even if we get a chance to play in center field, that gives us an opportunity to uh, have a big impact in the game because that's uh, typically the kind of the outfield leader. Right. They're the ones kind of calling the shots, reminding everybody, hey, you know, hey, how many outs we've got out there, and who's covering what, and so forth. But center field can be a fun position, and um, you can have a big impact in in the game working both gaps and being a, a critical backup role and you know we talked about left field kind of being our one of the kids that have the last line of defense and right. um same thing in center if it gets by us we're in trouble so we got to make sure that we're on top of our game and able to contribute to the maximum yeah. right
0: well and I think you touched on a several uh, key things about why center field is so valuable and also some things in that that should give our coaches some guidance about stuff that they should be working on with their center fielder. So number one is it's sort of the quarterback of the outfield position. It's the person that's kind of in the middle of everything going on between the middle of the infield and the outfielders at the same time has a lot of director type feel to it. Like they're conducting the orchestra, so to speak to spend time encouraging and instilling that mindset and, and those skills um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot in the past is the reason that many balls don't get caught in the outfield is fear. Well, if we've got a center fielder who's a great communicator, who's good at calling for balls, and you know, we have a good system in place where they understand who has priority and how that works, and you know, they, they have enough practice time to develop confidence in each other, those, oh my gosh, why didn't we catch that ball situation disappears. And it ends up being that when the ball goes up, we know somebody's going to get there to catch it. So obviously, from you know, from a coach's perspective, we need to be spending a lot of time working on the leadership, the communication, the priorities of who's in charge of what's happening in, in the outfield, and then uh, you know, obviously the communication between the center fielder and then the shortstop and second baseman uh, who might potentially be coming back on pop-ups out in, in in the short field. So communication is job one. Second thing is you know some of the physical skills. Obviously, we want to work on getting a good jump, getting a good read on the ball. We've talked about this in several other discussions now about making sure that the kids who are going to be playing center field get to see balls hit from home plate while they're standing in center field. So, However, we're going to set up practice to make sure that they get to see the angle, see the, the angle of the bat and the ball, and have a better idea of where the ball is going in the instant it gets hit so that we can you know, get those good jumps and good reads and make sure that we're going to the right place as quickly as we can.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's super important, Tori. And and even if you're not the fastest athlete, if you get good jumps because you've practiced, your coaches have prepared you well that way, you can be an exceptional outfielder just getting a good jump and being able to move in the right direction before something actually happens. And if we know it's an outside pitch to a right-handed batter, it's probably going to be hit to the right side. So I need to be thinking and anticipating moving that way. And, yeah. um, but I need to practice that and I need to kind of see it happen and, um, you know, have it uh, shared with me those kind of ideas and concepts and, but change up is coming. I need to be anticipating that, you know, that batter going to be reaching and lunging and, and poking or punching a ball just barely over the infield to know that stuff. And then to practice it is going to make me a lot better on game day. You know, things like throwing and being able to provide a really nice, sweet one hop to third base on a player going first to third, you know, on a single to the outfield. If I don't practice it in practice, I'm not likely to to give a a spot on throw from one of the gaps or or right to me even in center field. But, you know, that's one of those deals where we have to set aside some time and practice by our coaches. To uh, give us a chance to work on those nice beads or sweet hops to uh, to the bases, right and third and home, and obviously uh, you know the communication part, so that I'm not colliding with my right or left fielder in center that uh, you know that they have a chance to work whatever type of communication they want to, to to be sure that we don't have collisions and we do have one one player as a backup role. you know all those things, drop steps, fence play
0: same things we talked about in left field. Yeah. Well, one of the things that really was an eye opening experience for me, one of the best teams I ever had was my 2006 team when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech. Had a girl in center field. Her name was Jennifer Markham. Jennifer was one of the many kids who thought they were catchers that weren't quite the starting catcher on my team. So they needed to play other positions because she was such a good player. And Jen was a good athlete. She was fast. But the one thing that she became very, very quickly when she moved to center field was that player that had that almost like weird, like sixth sense about where the ball was going to get hit. And now she had the benefit of being a catcher and having spent all that time behind home plate of seeing that when the ball gets pitched to a certain part of the plate, it normally gets hit to a certain part of the field. So then, you know, when she transitioned to center field, all of a sudden she could then use that knowledge of, nice. Hey, there's a yeah. curveball in on the outside corner to a right-handed hitter. When I'm calling that pitch and setting up to catch it, if they hit it, they hit it to right center. Right. So as soon as that pitch was being delivered, it's almost like she was Instin- expecting it to get hit there. Yeah. And as soon as that ball would, you know, she'd see the bat moving, see the uh, angle of bat and ball at contact. She was getting jumps on balls and running down balls. It just was almost otherworldly compared to the vast majority of other kids that I've how, ever coached. How did
1: she know? How did she get there kind of thing? right? Yeah. And
0: But what I learned from that was because she already had the knowledge base from being on the receiving end of the pitches, have, having caught for so long, that we needed to do a better job with more of our outfielders, helping them see the same picture that she was seeing to understand that, when these things are happening. The reason that the shortstop and second baseman are relaying the pitch to you is so that you can say, hey, here comes a curveball. If this right-handed hitter hits it, it's more likely to go here than there. You see the pitch coming out of the pitcher's hand. You see it's a really good curveball. It's going to be right on that outside corner. You know that means if she does hit it, it's going to be going here. And all of a sudden, you see the play unfolding because you've got that knowledge base now you can get better jumps. And where Jennifer really made a huge impact on that team, she also made a huge impact then on me as a coach because I was much more aware of how important all that information was to future center fielders. Practicing in center field became something where it wasn't just doing drills, it just wasn't having somebody toss you the ball, it was you know the layer upon layer of information that's available to you that you can use to become a better player. And so after her career was done, we ended up having a pretty good run of really strong center fielders because we were able to continue that tradition, that, that chain of, here's some things that if you know will help you play this position much more effectively and more efficiently. And so, so those kinds of things, again, when we're talking about you know, working our way around the field, what do we, we need to be paying attention to as coaches? If I've got a pretty athletic kid in center field, but she doesn't seem to get to very many balls. She waits to see after it's hit. She doesn't start running until the ball's already been in the air for a second. Well, she might need the Jennifer Markham school of how to anticipate where the ball's going kinds of practices. And I think a lot of times we shy away from it from a coach's perspective because it feels so detail oriented. It's like nitpicky kinds of information that, that sometimes kids don't want to deal with but if we are framing it in in the right way and if we're working on it consistently enough, enough of it's going to get in and it's going to start to make a difference. And so the moral to the story is we've worked our way around the positions. Is right field and center field and left field the same thing? No, they're not. There's different things about each one that requires a little bit of extra attention. Now, there's a lot of the stuff, you know, the drop steps and the throwing mechanics that you were talking about. Right fielder, left fielder, center fielder can probably all be doing most of those things the same way. But we have to be practicing them enough that they're good at them. And some of the stuff that we have to make sure we're paying attention to is what makes each position important and uh, unique and making sure that our practices are helping those unique things get developed the way we want them to.
1: Well, and as we're talking about this story, I'm, I'm thinking that that's kind of the whole reason that we uh, are, you know, had started doing the podcast stuff is to share ideas with a lot of people all at one time not sure how many coaches talk about some of this stuff, but it could really make a huge impact in these kids skills and their abilities. And for us to, to be thinking that way, I think is really important because I think that that even in college, I didn't, not all players were in that mindset already. Right. Right. Where they're anticipating things that well. And um, again, I think we can, Share a lot of that stuff with the young players and help them develop their skills at an early age.
0: To me, you know, where Jennifer's story is so impactful is it changed the way I coached, right? And yeah. it made me a much better coach because I was paying attention enough and talking to, about to, and, those and talking and... about it enough to figure out why is she so good at this. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Well, I know where it's going to get hit." Well, how do you know where it's going to get hit? Well, when I catch a curveball, if she hits it, it always goes there. Right. Like, well, duh. Why, yeah. why wasn't I talking about this with every center fielder I've ever coached? But I'd coached for 30 years before it was like that light bulb really came on. And then again, so that led to more time with the outfielders in their positions when we're working with drills so that you know they can now see that when the ball's on the outside part of the plate and it gets hit, it really does go there. So it just starts to layer on. I was going to say, and we're
1: working our way into the winter months, Tori, and um, chalk talk. You know, if we have our groups together and and we're not able to get out on the field or we're limited in the drills and things we can do indoors, talking about these things and, and creating some awareness and some, you know, starting some, the thought process of, hey, if this happens, you know, these things are likely. Yeah. I think that that might be a good useful way to use some of our winter time.
0: Right. Absolutely. So center field, it's not the same as the other outfield positions. It's certainly a position that has a huge impact on how your team's going to play the game. And we hope that you'll be able to take some of these ideas and incorporate it into what you're doing in your training uh, so that you can start having those Oh My Gosh experiences I had when I was watching Jennifer Markham catch balls that I didn't think anybody short of a major leaguer could catch. Awesome. So that's going to wrap up number 211. Make sure you support Anderson Bat Company, and become a patron if you can. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, check out the YouTube channel, the blog posts, and order your Square Cuts training disc. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, ideas, suggestions, or Player of the Week nominations, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, This is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.